Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. It's week one. It's Niners at Steelers. We have made it through the off-season and we're ready for more Niners football. In fact, we're as ready for this one as Nick Bosa is loaded. I'm Gareth Ellis and I'm joined by Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. Paul Hope. Hey, Fairful. I'm back, baby. Let's win some games. And Nancy Carrar. Hello, everyone. So the big news, Big Bucks Bosa has signed his monster contract. Lots of happy faces. Uh, what do you make of the signing, Paul? You're doing oh, the little money symbol. I've been consistent, Gareth. I said not to worry. I've been doing the shows with Nick. I've been on other podcasts. People were panicking. Um, hold jokes aside, start this week. The deal wasn't done. I was a little bit nervous, but we all knew the situation was unique. In a room full of stars, Nick Bosa was the one that shined brightest. He was always going to get the most money. And I think... Fred Warner did it better than I did. I don't know if you saw yesterday, as soon as the news broke, Fred Warner ran from the cafeteria into the locker room. He was shouting, boss is back, boss is back. And I don't think I've ever seen Carl Shanahan look so happy speaking to the media <laughs> than I did yesterday when he finally said, boss is here. But I have 170 million reasons to be positive, Gareth. Um, obviously, I had to rock 97 tonight for those people watching on YouTube, but I am absolutely over the moon that we signed Nicholas John Borsa. What do you make of the signing, Gareth? Yeah, happy with it. Uh, it was about the sort of value, $34 million a year I thought he was going to get. I thought it was going to be 33 34 Interesting to see how, how that plays out over time because some of these contracts within a couple of years begin to look really quite reasonable. Um, not necessarily on the day you sign it. We we tend to be resetting the market. We did it for George, and now I think George is something like the fifth or sixth best paid uh, player. We did it even with Jimmy G, though he was uh, top paid for, what was it, about a week and a half, I think. Um, yeah. Bosa just has to go out and deliver it. He has to prove that he's worth it. If you want that money, you, uh, you've you got to put your uh, play where your uh, agent has, has said your uh, performances deserve to be. So that's what I'm looking for. I've got no doubt that he can do it but he's got to go out and do it what do you think Naji? um i'm not <laughs> super happy the way it happened because typically our team doesn't do that we don't really have divas um and i think bossa is allowed to do that just because he's that good but i don't think he'll fly very well if he doesn't perform at the very least at the top level Purely because of the way we build this team. Yeah, Debo had a bit of a fit last year, but that was solved, you know, well in time for training camp and 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 all that kind of stuff. I just, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen. His brother did exactly the same. As a matter of fact, he did it twice. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does it again in two or three years when he's not the most paid player uh, or, or in the league or ever or whatever. Uh, yeah, not happy about the way it happened. I'm happy he's with us because he's that good again. He does, you know, make and break games. So, yeah, I'd rather he's with us than not. Um, now, yeah, it's just going to be a matter of he needs to perform and that money has to be worth it because there's a lot riding on it. It's not just, you know, him is the future of our franchise because if it doesn't pay out and, and we stink, 
it's going to cost us so much more and it's going to be that hard to rebuild. So, you know, like resetting the market, I don't have a problem with it. The market moves so fast these days. Uh, but yeah, the result is going to have to come after this. Otherwise, just as the trade ends thing, it's bad business, isn't it? Um, but you can only know that in, you know, five year time when the contract's finished. Um, but yeah, no, ecstatic that he's back and he's playing Sunday. We will need him for sure if you want to win a Super Bowl, which is ultimately the goal. Um, and if we achieve that, then I'll be happy. If we don't and we're like the Rams in three, four years and we can't afford anyone, then I won't be. But uh, that's for the future. Any final thoughts, Lee? No, you've all covered it there quite well. Just happy that he's back and he's playing on Sunday, to be honest. There we go. That was succinct from you, Lee, as a first. Is this a, <laughs> is this a new approach for the season? I think it might be. I think it might be. Change of offensive tactic. There we go. Well, we've got an actual, proper, real game to talk about. Uh, so let's start with mm, the, the less enjoyable side of the game, the injury report. But some good news on that. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod has been cleared to practice at least, which I think is a few weeks ahead of where uh, we thought he would be. Um, I'm not sure he's going to play week one, but he is limited practice, along with other names such as Oren Burks, Tayshon Gibson, The Huff, Kittle, Jordan Mason and Jake Moody. All limited. We're recording on Thursday night. That could be subject to change. Any worries there? Do you think any of those guys are, are going to be sitting out the game just a precautionary? Uh, the half thing is a little weird, wasn't mm. it? Baker's cyst and never I really don't even know what heard of it. It's a cyst behind the knee uh, full of fluid, which is painful uh, and tends to kind of go away. And then when you are in again, it build, builds up again, etc. That kind of stuff. Um, be worried. He's young. Uh, don't really want to see that kind of stuff. And then just George, can you just can you just be healthy, please? <laughs> <laughs> be nice once to not have George on the injury list. Um, so yeah, but apart from that, limited is good, and it's early in in a week. Uh, we'll see what happens at Friday practice and all that kind of stuff. Any worries, Paul? I mean, yesterday was encouraged. It was it was yes interesting yesterday to see most of those on that list practice. And and like Nadji said, Club 85 were high on George Kittle in the UK. But given that people are getting paid, I know we've restructured George. Like Nadji said, we do need that bit more production out there. We need our stars to align. But a little bit nervous about the kicker situation, which again, we're recording on Thursday mm. night in the UK. We don't quite know until Sunday, but whether it's right whether it's Moody, I trust what the team do. Um, but the groin injury that Kittle's dealing with, like Nadji said, it seems to be reoccurring. And I'm not trying to cast dispersions of injuries. I, of all people, can't talk about injuries. And when Nadji was talking about Huff, it's interesting how these injuries can just pop up and then disappear. It was nice to see Rere out there. And apparently when he was in college, Gareth, he had a similar injury. And he was on record as saying that when he wore the cast, it made him concentrate even more which I thought was quite a strange thing for a receiver to say, concentrate on catching the ball. But uh, I hope it doesn't take away reps from my boy, Ronnie Bell. But as it stands, I'm just delighted we're actually getting injury reports because it means football's happening, baby. Sunday, oh, yeah. cannot wait for it to come around. Yeah, I don't think the injury is going to be that much of a problem because we've got such a strong roster. 
I'm not worried about them, even if it takes some of our stars what, one or two weeks to get back before the, the fully fit. Still not worried. We've got a really strong roster and it shouldn't be a problem on Sunday night. Yeah, there's there's nothing I'm too too concerned about, particularly week one. And and if we have to sit some of these guys out and protect them for the long, long, long season ahead, I I think that's that's probably a good move. And and in some respects, it does give a chance for somebody else to come in, one of the rookies, to maybe replace Oren Burks, at least on special teams, something like that. You might get to see a bit more of uh, Jaya Brown um, if if Gibson and Huff are either not playing or limited in any respect. So. No huge worries so far, which is which is good for week one. I think there were there were other teams in in worse positions than that, including the Steelers. I see that Cameron Hayward is uh, questionable. That could be a big loss for them on the uh, in the middle of the defensive line. There, uh, no other injuries. The Steelers seem to be pretty healthy at the moment, so could be uh, signs of a, a good matchup. And speaking of the Steelers. One of you guys has done a little bit of uh, scouting, haven't you, Naji? I did. But did you want to say mm. something, Paul? You I raised your hand. Just going to say, I saw something that said. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to go to the toilet. <laughs> no, I <laughs> should have gone before chaps. we started. Bold prediction was we wouldn't interrupt Gareth. So I was trying to be polite for those people listening. Um, Corey Price <laughs> Jr. lost in nine minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The um, Steelers cornerback, Tor- ACL during training camp in August. And I know that isn't a recent injury, but I think they had high hopes for him. So it'd be interesting to see how they replace him. I thought it was interesting. I know Nadji's got the scouting report, but we've had issues at our cornerback and players being moved around and changes. So I just thought that was a name to throw out there on the quiet injury report week. Thank you, Paul. Nice. Mm. Nadji, All right, where do you want me to start? Offense? Offense, defense, where do you want me to start? Uh, offense. Go on. Offense. offense. Okay. Um, so I looked into it because I, I have to say I was quite scared, especially of the playmakers they have. Um, let me share the the death charts uh, if I can do this real quick. Present share screen. Uh, great podcast. This for people listening. Sorry. Um, just have to imagine this. There it is. Yeah, you just have to imagine this. But for people watching on YouTube, you can see it. Um, Obviously, they've got Najee Harris, Harold of Alabama, very good running back. I think he had a thousand yard last year. Uh, they rely on him to run the ball. Uh, and then Dante Johnson and George Pickens have. I mean, if you watch the NFL last year, you've seen these two guys made incredible catch. They're really fast, and they're probably the two best weapons, the two wide receivers. Uh, they've signed Allen Robinson, which. <laughs> Not a problem for us. We've we played him twice last year and he didn't do anything. Uh, and the the tight end is actually very very good. Uh, Pat Fryer move. I think he has a very good connection with Kenny Pickett, which I'll come back to in a second. Uh, but yeah, that's the three four with Najiaris uh, that I think we need to be wary of. Uh, they're very good uh, now. However, I think the problem is that Kenny Pickett is second year. He's played what half a, half a season. And it did improve, but it wasn't outstanding. Um, it wasn't the best rookie out there. Uh, he's got small hands and he's got gloves, which makes me laugh always uh, when you see a quarterback with gloves. I found that weird. Um, but yeah, we'll see what he can do. Uh, I think a great load of pressure and disguise in the backfield could throw him off as being a young player, not very used to 
playing at a high level. Uh, I will also say that entire line is pretty much rebuilt. They've signed a bunch of free agents. Uh, Samaro was with uh, Philadelphia last year. Uh, their center, Carl Mason, was with Minnesota last year. And I think that's it. That's all the signs. So as we know, lines take to take a, tends to take a while to gel and be good together. So us playing them, you know, week one is probably a good thing. Uh, but we, we will see on that. Um, and the last thing that I have about the offense is uh, it was very much criticized last year. Apparently, the entire roster or most of the roster wanted Matt Canada, uh, their OC, fired. Uh, but it didn't happen because the owner said it gelled really well with Kenny Pickett, didn't want to restart and reload on the whole QB guru front, and that's the only reason it stayed. Uh, but I've read a bunch of articles that said that his offense was boring, predictable, and mundane was one of the words that I've read a lot. So unless he's improved on that, uh, I think that gives us, a, you know, number one defense last year, a good chance to uh, to stomp them. Any questions? That what do you make words. of uh, um, your fellow world's second best running back called Najee? Najee. Uh, I, I like him a lot. Uh, he was amazing. Obama, maybe one of the best Obama one since Derek Henry. Uh, kind of in the same vein in terms of running. A bit more speed than, than strength. Uh, I like him a lot and he can get going. Uh, you know, he's... Is not a, is a different back than CMC. Is more of an old school back, a little bit like Derrick Henry. Um, but yeah, I, I like him. I'm not super scared of him because it takes an O line to have a good running game, and I'm not sure they have it. Uh, but he, he's good. He's very good. I agree with that. Uh, Najee Harris is one of the ones that I look for in uh, fantasy drafts. One of which is ongoing at the moment on an auto draft because I didn't <laughs> want it to distract from tonight's show like the one the other night did. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a surprise what, what I have in my roster once we finish recording today. But yeah, Najee Harris does look good to me. He's had a good season. Um, and I expect him to pick up where he left off. He, he has that ability waiting cut through us so it's going it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how we stop the run um over the last couple of seasons it hasn't exactly been one of our strengths um so we've let, got grave digger now though yeah i know that's the thing so it's going to be interesting to see what difference he makes whether or not kinlaw actually steps up and and puts mm-hmm. in a season with it being his contract season um yeah few things to look forward to really really looking forward to that matchup in particular because if we can stop Najee Harris, then I'm I'm quite happy that we can we can stop most running backs. That's true. That's very true. Um, I've got two not two other word uh, names that I wanted to drop before uh, we go. Donald Washington is one of the tight end. I really wanted us to draft him. I think he's going to be a good a good tight end in this league. It'll be nice to see him play. And then they've got kind of a wildcard that Gunnar Olszewski. I'll probably butcher your name, buddy. I'm sorry. Um, He's the returner, and I think he's got a very good connection with Kenny Pickett. Kind of a, you know, Julian Edelman type guy. Obviously, he's white, so that's where that's where you go. Uh, but you know, a slot receiver that has a lot of trust from his quarterback and can make a lot of catches uh, in traffic. Uh, I think he's going to be a name to watch as well. 
Should I move on to defense? I think you should. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, let's start by the big name is TJ Watt, uh, former defensive player of the year after, you know, the year before Nick got it. I think he's still play at that level um, and he's probably going to contend again this year. He's very good. He's at least as good as his brother, <laughs> JJ Watt, maybe better. Different, different positions slightly. Uh, he's more of an standing up linebacker rushing than a than a D line. Um yeah, obviously we're gonna need all of our line to to contain him, but there's no way we contain him the whole game. He will create havoc at some point. It's all about minimizing uh his impact on the game and hopefully keeping all the balls when he does hit you and just getting a sack. It's not the end of the world. Uh let's not create those fumbles and fumble recovery, touchdowns, that kind of stuff. That's what changes the game uh do you guys want to talk about tj what scares you does he not scare you do you think we can handle him it's going to be a great test for colton mckivitz isn't it that's going to be one of my matchups to uh to watch but i'm i'm confident that uh shanahan has got a scheme um that can just take the ball away from wherever tj what is um buy ourselves a little bit of space and time uh, it depends if uh, if the Steelers have got anybody else. I think one thing with Mike Tomlin's teams, they always tended to have been pretty good built from the trenches. So fair enough, it might be a new O line and might take some time to to gel. Um, but uh, you don't you don't spend the best part of what is it now fifteen seasons and never going underneath, uh, never having a losing season um, by putting together a, a team that's weak foundationally. So I think there's there's got to be be something there. Yeah, um, go on, Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it'll all depend on whether or not Cameron Haywood plays and and how fit he actually is. Because if Haywood's not there, then we can actually double-team TJ Watt. If Haywood is there, then we can't because we just don't have enough men on the O-line it's to do that. people, yeah. Because you've got um, Alex Highsmith on the other side who's had an outstanding season last year. So you've got three players capable of getting at the quarterback. If it's down to two players, we can handle that. I think out of the three, Haywood, Highsmith and TJ Watt, Highsmith is obviously the weaker link, but he's still better than the players around him, other than obviously those two players. So I think it does all come down to whether or not Cameron Haywood plays. And if he does play, how how fit he is. Yeah, I agree. It's a... they play a free fall, which is kind of rare these days in the NFL. I think it's coming back slowly because it's really hard to find a very good nose tackle. Um, but they can do it because they've got two very, very good D end. I think, you know, Hayward and Ogunjubi are outstanding. And I think they help a lot, the nose tackle position. I think it's going to definitely be a test for our line because it's hard to deal with three down linemen and four linebackers at all time. It's, you know, when you go and reach for that block on the run, it's not the guy that's right in front of you you need to look for. It's the guy that's on the second level, and that's a hell of a lot harder when it's full speed. Uh, those guys are faster. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to look at those. They also signed Cole Holcomb from the Commanders. The co- uh, commandos, Commanders, whatever you want to call them. Um, who had a very, very good season with Washington last season. Uh, I'm not sure who Elandon Roberts is. Um I don't know, but if you're going to trust any kind of linebacker group, it's out of Pittsburgh. They always churn out good linebackers. Uh, you guys can see a very uh, familiar name on this list. is Quan Alexander. Uh, so 
that's you know knowledge that they have that the way we do things that may help them. Uh, Marcus Golden uh, played for the Cardinals, played us quite a bit as well. Uh, so I I wouldn't say they've got the best linebacker group in the league, but it's most definitely solid. Um, but I think that's probably their weakest point. TJ White's not really a linebacker. Let's face it, it doesn't. You know, he's more of a pass rusher, which is um, you know. A little different, but yeah. Um, you guys have any takes on the linebackers? I love change the position through... coach, haven't they? So Aaron Curry is the yep. new coach, and Alexander was the name you mentioned there. Actually, let's face it, he will be fired up to play against <laughs> the 49ers. So that I did circle yeah. that name, and like you said, I didn't know who Roberts was either. I was trying to do some reading up, but uh, like you said, the way that they play, maybe uh, let me see. Is uh wait, 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 where is he? He's an undrafted um yeah a free agent, sorry, out of Miami. So he played for Miami last year. So um I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know every linebacker in the league, unfortunately. Sorry, Pips. <laughs> um moving on to the secondary, uh another superstar in there, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think same again. If if you watch the league, you've seen highlights. See him play. He's a all-or-nothing kind of guy. So he's either everywhere and getting picks and changing the game, or you're destroying him. He's a uh, very much like uh, Diggs of, of the Cowboys. Very much feast of famine. He will leave for the big play and not necessarily do his job properly. In in contrast of that, uh, but they still have a very good uh, secondary. I think Joy Porter Jr. is. Uh, very good. His dad was good. <laughs> uh, Damonte Casey was very good too when he was at Atlanta. Moved to the Steelers. That's not going to help. And he's got Kenyon Neal, who was with him in Atlanta, uh, backing him up. So these two guys can uh, certainly have fun. And uh, I, I'm not sure Levi Wallace will start. I'm going to be honest. I think Patrick Peterson probably will. Um, same again. Uh, an old, all pro, pro baller. I don't know if he still has the leg, but he definitely has the knowledge uh, to read offenses and and maybe steal one uh, if you're not on your A game and he tricks you. I think overall it's a very... Uh, uh, I'm looking for a word. Uh, um, season uh, secondary experienced. group. Experienced. Thank you very much. Uh, secondary group, and they can definitely hurt you. Um, they're very good. Uh, but you, we can probably also take advantage of their, uh, them trying a little too hard to make plays rather than just do their job. Uh, but I think overall, uh, it, they've got a good defense. It's balanced. They've got stars at every front that can change the game at any time. And uh, Brock is going to have to be on his A game, I think. But that's 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 me. That's me done. Yeah, pa- Patrick Peterson, it just doesn't feel as though we can get rid of that guy. Yeah, all those years playing for the Cardinals, and then he pops up playing for the Vikings when we play them, and then all of a sudden he's over on the Steelers and we play him yet again. He's just, yeah, we just can't seem to get rid of him. Mind you, for the last two years he hasn't particularly had great seasons. Obviously, he's in the twilight. He's in the twilight years of his career, Um, and I don't think he's going to be much of a much of a problem. I am looking forward to seeing Joey Porter Jr. play. Um, as as Naji said, his dad was an absolute excellent player, and mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to seeing if he takes in his footsteps. But hopefully on Sunday he, night, 
he doesn't. Oh, he got drafted. Got drafted this year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's a rookie. So it'll take time, doesn't it? Yeah. R- rookie corners usually have a bad time uh, adjusting, but he has his dad to follow. So that's pretty thorough, Naji. Thank you. Mm, good work. Did some, uh, what? Did some work. Where do we think the game is going to be won and lost? What are the big matchups out of those players with the players on the Niners side that we know well? Paul. Uh, okay. Sorry. No, go on, Nadji. Um, you're, very, you're well prepared. I like it, buddy. Um, I'm going to start the season by uh, the biggest trope of them all. It's going to be one in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I was going to say as well. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's true. I think if you can control the line of scrimmage and get to that second level linebacker, and if you know uh, any of our line can get a hand on one of those guys and open a hole for CMC, it's going to be an easy day. Uh, easier said than done, obviously. Um, they, the Steelers play kind of a zone as well, so they're well versed into defending it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be one there. If we can contain TJ Watt to a minimum and get the run going. I think it's, it, it could be an easy day, but as I said, it's easier said than done. Well, continuing from our previous show, which I'm sure everybody listened and loved our bold predictions. If McKivitz <laughs> can keep whoever's coming on his side quiet and has a perfect game, our pro Bowl selection may not look so bad, Gareth. And let's face it, we've been here before, you know, we've had Aaron mm. Donald go up against some, Lesser names in our O-line. So I'm looking forward to seeing the O-line. Um, I knew someone would mention it'd be won and lost in the trenches, but I think it's going to be an old-fashioned <laughs> dogfight at first. I think these teams are both well-matched. Obviously, I believe we are better on both sides of the ball. But when I was reading up on tonight, Gareth, there's a lot of hype around this Steelers team. And I know Nadji did his report well there. The only thing that I thought Nadji might sprinkle in is the stats, which we did last year. So their offense only scored an average of 18.1 points per game last year. So for all the hype surrounding them, given the fact that we've added key piece like Hargrave to our defence, I think I'm interested to see as well. Now Borsa's going to be on the field. They're going to have to double-team Borsa, which means Armstead or Hargrave or Drake Jackson, dare I say it, eats. But I'm interested to see the battle between the two running backs. And I know they're not on the field at the same time. You've talked about Najee Harris. I just hope CMC Najee and show why he's predicted to have a breakout season. And I think every 49ers fan is interested to see Brock Purdy <laughs> going up in real time, getting that ball out, and let's hope that we do a good job of protecting him. And obviously, you look around the field, Gareth, there must be some matchups you've got penciled in your notes there, buddy. So come on, enlighten us with your thoughts. Definitely what versus uh, McKivitz is going to be interesting. Um, it will be good to see how Brock Purdy does against with someone like Minka Fitzpatrick, who I think six interceptions last year. He's going to be be sniffing one out, I think. Um, I think something we've just got to make sure that Brock can continue that patience that he showed last year and that willingness to go, OK, there's nothing there. It's the first quarter of the game. I'll just throw the ball away and we'll punt. You know, we don't need to win the win the game on this drive. It's much better than do that. And suddenly, oh, look, there's a pick six and we're in a hole. Uh, and I think P- Purdy showed that well. I want to see that he can continue with that and show a little bit of a patience and a little bit of experience um, and not try and force the game too much. And as you've said, the trenches, I think if we can really, there is a chance that we can really get at the Steelers 
uh, and make it very, very difficult for them to move the ball. Uh, if we can keep doing them, uh, getting them three and out, even if our offence isn't firing on all cylinders, just the offence having the ball for long periods of the game and potentially some good field positions, you just you end up scoring points. It's, it's almost inevitable uh, if our defence can just keep them off the field, um, keep those fans a bit quiet. I do expect it to be certainly fairly tight, maybe low scoring by half time. Uh, we tend to see maybe in this sort of situation that the trenches are going to be firing on all cylinders while everyone else sort of struggles to adapt early on. Uh, and I think it's it's a great test for us. Uh, a road game, week one against uh, uh, perhaps an unfancied team, but a team with maybe a chip, a team that maybe wants to prove that they're they're better than people think they will be in their in their division. Uh, and I think Pickett stats weren't great last year, but he made some plays. And I think he avoided a lot of like really terrible plays. I don't think at any point he was a liability. I think he struggled, but he wasn't terrible. Uh, he certainly looked sort of NFL, like he could be a quality NFL starter. Uh, and you can never tell how much of a jump some of these players are going to make. And maybe those offensive problems you talked about, the uh, the bit of the vanilla offense, maybe that was just to ease pick it in. And to say, look, this we're not going to be competitive this year. Uh, we've just recovered from from losing our our long term established quarterback. Maybe it was all just set up to be. Let's just just try and give him some games. Let's let him complete some passes, um, and maybe the offense will be a, a little bit more open this year than people expect. And I think they do, they do have uh, um, some danger at wide receiver. Again, they seem to be a team that can always just pick some wide receiver from the draft who, who will end up being a top quality player. Um, and maybe the names aren't familiar yet, but I, I think they, they could be by the end of the season. Lee? So, interestingly, Kenny Pickett isn't particularly good when he's under pressure from a, from a four-man front without any blitz coming, whereas he's actually better when he's being blitzed. So, mm. obviously, I mean, the way we play... Um, unless Wilkes is going to change this because Wilkes is known for blitzing a lot more. Um, the last couple of seasons, we haven't really blitzed very often at all. We've just used the four-man front. So, I mean, the way they were, the game's set up between our defence and Kenny Pickett, it's in our favour at the moment. So that's going to be interesting. You mentioned Colton McKivitt. I can very well see uh, George Kittle, if he plays, lining mm. up to the right of McKivitt quite, quite, yeah. uh, quite a lot to give him a hand there because I think he's going to need it. Um, who knows, he might surprise us all. He, he might have progressed to such a stage that we all come away on Sunday night's game thinking, Jesus, I didn't think he was that good. So yeah. that's that's going to be an interesting one. Um, other than that, I, I think it's going to be a run-of-the-mill San Francisco performance. We, we're going to establish the run, run it down the throats, set up uh, short, not, easy passes. We're not, that, we're not that kind of team we've... With Brock, we passed mm. first with this guy. We you know we that. do we did last Finished. season. We did last season, but I don't think he's going to do that for the first few games this season. We need to, yeah. Mm. I think we might end up uh, seeing Brock have arm fatigue if you do that. You know I what? Think might it's a little bit of a risk. There. It's not hard to give it to CMC. He's right there. Just give it to CMC. <laughs> but CMC's not going to start, not Jig. Jordan Mason's oh, going yeah, to be starting. Yeah, Jordan right. Jordan Mason's going to be setting the tone, <laughs> and then. Brock Purdy's going to come. 
No, I think we've just we've been so used to the Jimmy years, and uh, we have to establish the run to get anything going. But as soon as Brock started last year, we abandoned that really fast, and we we Mm. really passed first, and then that will open up CMC running rather than it was the way around. And I think Brock is more equipped to doing it. I don't see why we shouldn't do it. I I completely agree. I think Brock is more equipped equipped to do that. But I, I just get the feeling that coming off the injury he's had. I think it would be prudent to limit the amount of times he has to throw the ball just while he gets back up to speed, back up to full yeah. health. Just the second half when we're 30 points up. It's fine. I was going to say a lot. Are of people... you giving away your prediction? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be <laughs> no, no. on the stairs, yeah. Wishful thinking. <laughs> a, a lot of people are overlooking as well, Gareth, our offence as a whole against their defence. I mean, they allowed 20 points last season, which is 10th in the NFL per game on a defence. And as Nadji said, and I'll get my catchphrase in, well documented, when Brock Purdy came in, we were putting 30, 31, 32 points on teams. So it will be interesting. Um, We do need to start well. I think all of us will agree if we can start the season well. That number one seed could come into play because our season in the playoffs, gents, has never ended at Levi Stadium under Kyle Shanahan. 4 and all, baby. And I want that number one seed. It might be people listening thinking, week one, Paul, what are you talking about? <laughs> but given that we've got 170 million reasons to be excited for this game, if we start slow, who knows what social media might happen. And dare I say it, chaps, social media yesterday was quite a pleasant place to be. What? For 49ers <laughs> Twitter for all of about 25 minutes. It was bliss. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah, no way. So <laughs> even before we move on, just before we move Go on, on. I've made a note of that well-documented, mind you, Paul. That goes down as one for you. One. If you yeah. recall your bold prediction. That's okay. All right. So we need the to listeners. get you to say your word, yeah, which yeah, I know I you're determined not to. Yeah. So we need the listeners to go, when, when, whenever I say that word that I normally say, and whenever Paul says well-documented. I'm allowed one an episode. One an episode. I think one one thing that we, we might learn from it, we saw how quickly uh, Shanahan trusted Purdy. Uh, and I think he has tended to be, you know, the offense is complex to install. You, you can look at week one as a little bit more like an extension of the preseason where you're, you're still trying to get that offense embedded. Um, but we saw it so quickly with Purdy that suddenly, for the first time, Shanahan's massive playbook, we've, be, we've been used to that being the big print lift-up flat version of the playbook that, that we needed with Jimmy. Uh, and I just wonder when, in week one, if Shanahan's going to just open the whole lot up or whether he's going to do that. Let's let's get it installed in stages. Let's build this. Let's learn what we can do. Or is he going to just be confident that he's just going to, you know, sling the ball from, from uh, the, the first play? Uh, that That's something I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, whether Shanahan has that sort of caginess or whether that was purely a symptom of the quarterbacks he's had before. And and this time he's got a quarterback he fully trusts and he knows he can go all the way to page 750 in the playbook on week one if he needs it. Whereas if we've not been stuck on page three or four. Uh, so that's that's going to be interesting to see. I think even if it doesn't necessarily be smooth if it's not successful i think it's we're going to learn something from the intent this evening this uh, uh this season uh and i think that might be there in in week one uh we might if it doesn't work might have to scale it back a little bit for for some of the games to come 
but I, I, I do wonder how much Shanahan's just going to just go for it on week one or how much he's, if he's just going to be that KG more considered, uh, more conservative approach that we have seen. Uh, now that he's got the guy he knows, he can just call any play and Purdy will understand where the ball needs to go and when it needs to be there. That's uh, that's going to be something I'm looking for, win or lose. So should we move on to the score predictions and the big change this season? We're actually going to keep track of the score predictions that we make rather than oh, yeah. everybody forget uh, some of our extremely lukewarm and cold takes that we've had during the season. <laughs> Do do you have the charts ready? Uh, no. I will do in a sec. I was just about to say, I heard somebody let the cat out of the bag. They did. Somebody yeah, got somebody excited, did, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Somebody got way too excited about it. Someone uh, with the power and position at the top. <laughs> it was quite funny when I saw your post there. Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to be saying that. But, you know. <laughs> While we're waiting for that to load up, Gareth, do you think Brock mm, Purdy a, yeah, being named is. the captain has an impact? Because not only does Kyle Shanahan trust him, it That's shows that the point. team trusts him as well. And I've mm-hmm. seen, I think it was lost yesterday, the news with the six captains, mm. with the boss assigning. And I just thought, quite interesting that Brock Purdy has been named a captain for me. I, I'm taking it as a positive, but I just wanted Absolutely. to hear what you, you three chaps thought of that. No, you're totally right. It's um, it, it shows a lot that in his real first season as the starter is already you know he's a seventh round pick that played eight games last year and he's he's captain this year that means a lot to me as well not just what he looked like on the field but what he's like in the dressing room as well and you know in in the gym and in classroom and around the team as a general like you don't become a captain by just being good you become a captain because you matter outside of the pitch as well that's great you want to see your quarterback in there doesn't always happen but yeah that's Fantastic news for, for me, I guess. So that looks like you've got the spreadsheet open rather than the published web version of that. Um, yes. So if you've done that, just scroll down at the bottom there. Just scroll down a little bit. There you go. Just put a one against that well-documented. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Looks much It's better a fantastic-looking spreadsheet, that mine, chaps. It's excellent. Yeah. Cool. No, he's not going to play. He's not going to play. <laughs> to be fair, he only it's said fabulous. it. He only says it. He only says it on Sky Sport. So what we need to do is invite people from Sky Sport, and that counter is going to go up. Way well, up. given such a job Lee did last year, Nadji Neil Reynolds has tipped us for the Super Bowl. I nearly fell off my chair this morning when I saw that tweet. So Lee's obviously did done a grand job. Yeah, yeah. He said, well, "Could that's... we delete the tweet and not keep a note of it?" But I spotted it and retweeted it. That's a weird. Times. He hates us. Anyway. So, score predictions. We are we are going to keep track of our preview game, uh, preview show, score predictions. Uh, and we're going to have a little scoring system. Five points for correctly uh, choosing the winner of the game. Uh, we're going to get two points if our score predictions for either team are within three of what the actual game produces. And we're going to get five points if we can get a score bang on, which in about three or four years, I doubt has happened more than about once or twice between the lot of us. So I that, that could really swing once. it. Yeah, yeah maybe once or twice. Happened. I'm absolutely convinced I've getting the score absolutely nailed on. Mm, false mm. memory syndrome kicking in there. Yeah, false I think memory. so. Confirmation bias. 
<laughs> so week one, are you ready to stick your necks out and give your score predictions? We did kind of predict a little bit of win-loss just uh, just earlier in the week. So are you going to keep to what we thought? Let's start with Lee, presidential uh, yeah, prerogative to go first. first. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be a win. Do you I... want me to... Sorry to interrupt. Do you want me to give you the over-under for all the people that like putting money on these kind of things? Yeah, um, go on then. I yeah, mean, go on in. The over-under is 41. Oh, it's 41.5. Yeah, there they're about. And we are a two and a half point favorite at the moment. Yeah, is, so uh, I, I'm going to go with a, a 49ers win, 27-13. Oh, that's big. Ooh. Comfortable. Now, how does this work? Win, I guess. Yes. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Paul, you up Who's next? next? Paul. Well, I thought mine was pretty bold, but I'm going for a 49ers to win 28 points to 21. I think we're going to smash the over under, whatever that is. So that's my. 21. Prediction. That's way over the over under. Over it is. It's 50 points. Got to go bald, Nadji. Yeah, that's good. I like it. Here are you, Gareth. Yeah, I'll go next. So I've, I've, I feel I've got to stick with, uh, with my prediction from earlier with a, with a Niners loss. Though with Boo. Bosa playing and having watched the little preview, you kind of think I could just get so excited. Oh, we're so good. You can't stop Bosa. You can't stop Warner. <sighs> but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it for week one. Um, uh, I'm gonna put a Niners loss by a point, twenty-four, twenty-three. I'll break her. Mm. All right, just me then. Just you. Well, maybe. it's week one. I'm gonna stay bang on the over under. I'm gonna give us a one point victory, twenty-one twenty. Mm, you changed. Changed from Monday. Yeah, I changed my mind. I think the boss uh, and doing a bit of research about the offense really gave me a lot of confidence. Um, I think their defense is scary, but I'm not sure their offense will. Even if they are good, I don't think they'll be good yet. And and it's. I think had we played them week 10, it would be different. But I think playing them week one is probably the best time to play them. And there we go. So I'm, there out, we go. I'm out on my own. I'm either going to be leading this by uh, yeah. half, half nine on Sunday or I'm going to be in the basement. So uh, take the big Well, risk. you could be you could be just getting five points in the score being totally different. And yeah. we could, you know, get the two score exactly right or there, thereabouts and get more points. Yeah. This is good. This is good. Uh, do let us know what you think in the comments on Facebook, on Discord. Let us know. Uh, how much you hate Gareth for choosing us to lose week one. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, but let us know, play with us and tell us how many points you've got. Uh, follow along. It'll be fun. I'm interested to see how competitive we all get after a few more games Very. and we're looking at the points and Lee's already oh, scratched yeah. fantastic off being competitive. So I'll be like this, Gareth, Niners win, Niners win. But, Towards the end of the season, if those points are in there, you might have to be. So I'm interested. Mm. This, is, this is why That's we good. did this. It's going to make this fun, I think. Uh, and ultimately, it doesn't matter whether we predict a win or a loss. So I think this is going to make it a little bit more entertaining for people listening and watching. So uh, I've so got to say, I'm, I'm already looking forward to uh, week three because both myself and Gareth predicted a 50-burger 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I forgot about that at the time, but there we go. I yeah. think I've uh, I've got to stick with my convictions. I think so. You can probably pencil that one in for the moment. Already put it in for week Me three. Me too. Yeah, that's why you know we've 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 got to start we've got to start poorly and then and then buck our ideas up and and build up to that fifty burger. You see, so that's right. So we're recording Thursday night, and the season kicks off tonight with the Lions at the Chiefs. Anyone staying up to watch it? And how do you think this one's going to go? No I'm going to go first. Yeah, go on. No, we've we got to work tomorrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Detroit's going to win 24-23 on the buzzer. Wow. I, the Chiefs D is garbage this year. Utter garbage. Um, and I think Kelsey might start showing his age a bit. Maybe at some point. I think it's going to uh, happen at some point. Yeah, I don't he's, think he's, he's carrying an injury. I think he's uh, he's either out or very, very questionable. And obviously, uh, yeah. the uh, Born Chris Bruce. Jones hasn't uh, signed. Bruce. He'll play. But yeah, 24-23, at the buzzer. Field goal. So, so do you know, Nadji said he doesn't play fantasy football anymore, Gareth. Um, I managed to blag another invite to the big Scottish ball. My first pick was Travis Kelsey. Hasn't missed a game for an injury for 10 years. So, of course, he's injured. So, of course, he's not playing tonight. If you play Thank fantasy you football, Thank you, hope he's starting Travis Kelsey because he isn't going to play. Um, I hope it's a, an absolute shootout. I've got a mate who's a Lions fan who's staying up. I'd love to see the Lions win, but I'm going to say the Chiefs win this one. But I'm not going to give a score prediction. And I look forward, Nadji, to seeing whether my Game Pass actually does Game in 40 tomorrow. Because I had an email today to tell me Gavin Farty's been added. So I'm going to use that to test it out mm. in the morning when I wake up. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed it also said, it also said something about 60-minute weekend, which I'd never even heard of. I don't know yeah, if that was on I, Game Pass before, but no. Yeah, it, it was. was last, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, called Sun, right. Sunday in 60. NFL in 60. Oh, Sunday in 60, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what it was called. It's like an hour-long highlight show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really hope they get the all 22 up faster though because yeah it was a nice really to nice to, to be watch. able to watch all the reviews yeah. sometimes just want to see a player too and it's really handy to have that and I'll wait for the Wednesday <laughs> yeah I hope I hope the Lions win but um I think the Chiefs are probably gonna are gonna snatch it in the shootout maybe but it could be a good game I think they could be both uh I think they could be 60, 65 points scored between them. So could be a good uh, starting the season with a bang, I hope. Mm-hmm. Any other week one games around the league that you're going to have your eye on? I think there's Seahawks-Rams, if I remember correctly. Is that, Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so selfishly, yeah, correct. selfishly, I hope the Seahawks lose the first three games of the season. And then the tickets <laughs> yeah. for the Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving Day game will tumble. Yeah, could you imagine all three teams now a division tank and lead? That would help your wallet, but it would help our <laughs> drive as well. Because I mean, Cooper Cup has already been shut down for that game. Yeah. As I said before, my friend yeah. who's a Rams fan, has yeah, got he's no out for six weeks, all. isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. got no hopes for the season at all. Get so. Kyler Murray out for four weeks for the Cards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Dolphins play the Chargers as the mm. game after mm. us on Sky. Um, it is That's a Sky good. game, everybody. Our game, the six pm one on Sky. So. Cheeky plug I think I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching Green Bay Bears, Green Bay Shaker. That's interesting. It's a new, it's it a is. new rivalry. 
revived, maybe. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch that, I think. We always uh, joke about our challenges. teams. Uh, my friend who's a Bears fan, Nadji, texts me. It's the first time in 32 years that they'll play the Packers without Favre or Rodgers. And if you asked him now, he's taken a 7-10 and 10 season, and that's a success to a Bears fan. <laughs> so that made no. me laugh. <laughs> that's very pessimistic. I think they could win more He is a Bears that. fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I, I mean, think they can win more. Trauma. Yeah. Being a Bears Trauma, fan, yeah. I think that they are one. They are one of those teams who could be could be five win or could be twelve win. Fifteen, yeah, <laughs> maybe not fifteen. <laughs> yeah. I would say, Gareth, I was looking forward to Scott Hansen uttering those immortal words of seven hours mm. commercial free football, but I will be with Mr. Gowland and a few others at our watch party because um, I don't have Sky Sports. I know there's a couple of others in the group going around, and Nadji, I've seen the Discord has started to pick up a little bit, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't forget to join us for the uh, I'll I'll make it as soon as we're done here. Uh, the the game they thread on Discord. If Discord's not your thing, go on Facebook because there is one too, even Mm. though it's garbage because the comments get I hate Facebook, it's just no. At least send me a message two days ago, I got the notification, I, I can't even find it, it's stupid. Um, so Discord is better for that kind of stuff. So come and join us there. But if you don't like it, if you don't want to, go on Facebook. It's pretty busy too anyway, and they're both very good. Mm. Um, yeah, that will be restarting, and we'll do the usual MVP award at the end and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. You get to vote for who's your MVP of the game. Bit of fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I will be in Holland, so I might not be fully with it. I'm spending time with family on holiday, so. So, yeah, there will be a Game Day thread on Discord and Game Day thread on Facebook, which I think uh, Lee usually uh, puts together early Sunday morning. So look out for that, uh, because I think I've got that feeling Sunday's going to be the longest day of the year um, after after getting up and waiting and watching the uh, clock count down to 6 p.m. <laughs> Anything before we wrap it up, lads? I think we've covered back. that pretty well. Football's back. Oh, good, good yeah. luck to all the people. I know it's next week, but congrats to the people that make it to the final in Bread Bowl. Uh, uh, all the semi-finals were today. Finals next week. Congrats to everyone. Uh, good luck if we don't get to talk about it until then. But yeah, season's coming to an end and it's, it's pretty cool. It's flag football finals this weekend. My team uh, yeah. didn't make it. Neither did uh, Nick Ludlums, but again, echo what you said, Nadji. And if you are joining the Discord group, do change your name. Bit of housekeeping there. And I was going to say that Thank positive you. message you left on the last show, Nadji, has been well received. But then, oh, as good. I was about to say, you went on a bit of a rant about Facebook. So it didn't quite tie you <laughs> with positive, <laughs> optimistic, Nadji. But again, we all love the 49ers. I'm not going to be a gatekeeper, Gareth, and tell anyone how to fandom. But as Nadji said, it is a game. Win, lose, draw. We all are here to share the highs and lows. Football is back. We're going to win. I can't wait to talk about it with you all next week. Any final words, Lee? Let's go Niners. Indeed. So we will be back next week with the first game review of the year. Hope you all get to enjoy week one. Strap in. It is about to get wild. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang bang nine again. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side.